Welcome along, everybody. Now, make yourself comfy, get nice and warm, because tonight we have a story, and it's a story about a microphone. A warm microphone, isn't that right? Very warm. <laughs> In fact, by all accounts, it's even been regarded as hot property. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. An unusual way to get into the show today, but... Uh, yeah, well, you know, it's late and we're yeah. being silly. <laughs> it is. That is true. It is late and we are being silly. Exactly. Um, but on this week's show, we're talking with Antonio from Warm Audio about uh, the WA87, which is the Warm Audio version of a vintage U87. Mm. Now, I haven't heard this interview, so I'll be just as interested as everybody else is to hear it. So um, maybe you should just push the green button. Well, let's do it. But I'll just tell you before we get into it, mm. um, Antonio is actually using the microphone. So you're going to get a pretty good idea of how this microphone sounds. Lovely. You can judge it for yourself. And coming in from Texas, from Warm Audio, Antonio, how are you? Doing well. How about you? I'm very well. Um, now, I've been reading a lot, and I've mentioned this to uh, Robbo, who's my um, sidekick on this show, uh, about the WA87, which is, you know, supposedly a clone of the vintage U87. Sure. I've read a lot of stuff about this, and it's getting amazing reviews. That's why I thought, well, let's actually have a chat with you about this microphone because, as we know in this industry, the stable microphones are the uh, Sennheiser 416 and the Neumann U87. Oh, totally. The issue with the U87 is they're so expensive. So what what's the background on the uh, WA87? So really, uh, we took this mic and tried to make it as close to the vintage 60s version as possible. And uh, it's all discrete, uses Sinmag transformers, uh, you know, tantalum capacitors, polystyrene capacitors. Uh, I actually saw a uh, shootout online once where they said there are no polystyrene capacitors on the WA87. But actually, if you open up the circuit boards and look inside in between the two, there is a uh, polystyrene in there. And uh, we also use lens condensator as our capsule maker. This guy does capsules for some ADK microphones, some Palusa microphones. So it's it's a really respected uh, capsule maker. Like I said, we uh, tested this against a vintage 60s U87, got it as close as possible to our ears. Um, it's pretty difficult to tell in a blind test which one is which. Ours has a slightly more clear top end, kind of like the, uh, the Neumann U87s were when they were coming right off the line out of the factory back in 1960 before the components were aged, um, as that causes loss of high end over time. Well, it's interesting because I watched a shootout yesterday during my research, and uh, it was Sound Pure who did the shootout, and they had the WA87, they had a U87AI, and they had a P87, a Peluso 87. Oh, sure. They didn't say which one was which, and all they did was played acoustic guitar and a male vocal. I actually did send an email uh, overnight uh, to Travis at Sound Pure. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to work out which one's which. Did I get these in the right order? And surprisingly, considering my ears have been bashed for the last 50 years, I got it right. Wow, yeah. But there was v- very little in there. The only thing I found with the Peluso was it seemed a bit more kind of hyped, I think, and it had a bit more of a 3D kind of thing going on there, but that was pretty well it. Sure. Maybe the top end's a bit different with the WA87, but there's, there was very little in there. Yeah, it's it's really hard to tell in a blind test, like I said. Uh, we've done countless tests with this microphone, and, and we tested it with different transformers, with different types of capsules. It's really a happy medium between all of them is what we kind of settled on. 
And I think something cool about those Sinmags is they're so clear and articulate that it helps clean it up a little bit on the top end. Like uh, I feel like some vintage U87s are a little dark, and uh, it, it just adds a tiny bit of clarity to that, that those higher frequencies. I'm not as familiar with the Peluso, although I have used them in the past, It's but it's been a while, so... Yeah. It's interesting here because uh, in Australia, our accent is very um, nasally. Mm -hmm. Uh, And one of the issues with the U87 has always been that sort of mid-range honk. And the unfortunate thing is when you've got a honky microphone and a nasally voice, it's not a a good combination particularly. Oh, no. Yeah, (laughs) the worst. So what's the mid-range like on the WA87 when it comes to that sort of honkiness of the U87? It's definitely really thick, I would describe it as. really fat sounding mid-range um i wouldn't necessarily say it's mid-range forward but uh it's uh i guess less peaky i would say especially in the higher mid-range uh, uh i kind of think there's a bit of a three-dimensional sound to the uh the mid-range of uh the w87 uh, i've had really good results sticking it in as a room mic for a lot of things say like a guitar amp or something and it's still articulate and uh real nice sounding on the high end but it's also got the fat low mids to come through and really like beef it up a little bit, you know. So the only thing I've seen that was the only negative thing I've seen about the WA87 was the top end. Really, I, th- I think the top end is is really on point, in my opinion. We did try a few different components uh, when we were testing this thing out, and um, there were a few things that maybe made the top end a little bit darker, but we kind of liked the Synmags in that they were able to like clear it up a bit. So, uh, yeah, I don't think it would be considered harsh, uh, especially when you consider uh, comparing it to the AI. The AI is definitely a lot harsher on the top end than the WA87. And I guess back in the day when you were using older converters uh, that weren't as accurate, you would want sort of a brighter microphone. But now that conversion is kind of caught up, it seems like you want a, a microphone that's not going to be overhyped at those those high frequencies. Because I have here a vintage uh, C414, an EB, about a 1982 model. And uh, what I noticed with that microphone was that it didn't have that top end, that bite. Oh, yeah. But that makes sense because that original C414, the EB, was designed for digital recording. Sure. And they didn't want so much top end because they didn't need to cut through analog. Oh, yeah, Totally. I, I think I like the EBs a lot more than the new ones um, because of that top end. So for voiceover, how do you rate the WA87? Have you done tests with a f- spoken voice? Uh, yeah, I've, I've done some tests with uh, spoken voice. Um, I feel like myself, I have sort of a nasally voice. Uh, and when I have a honky microphone, it exacerbates that, just like you were saying uh, with the the Australian uh, inflections. And... Um, yeah. Really, when I use this microphone, to me, it doesn't sound honky at all. Um, and it kind of uh, hides that a bit in my voice, particularly, um, as you'll hear in the uh, <laughs> the microphone that I'm speaking into right now, uh, is the W87. So, yeah, it's uh, I love it on uh, spoken word. And, um, I mean, I-, I know tons of this isn't exactly the same thing, but I know a lot of rappers who use it as well. Um yeah. And uh yeah, it's it's uh really really that low mid-range uh beefiness is what I like about it. With the uh, with the spoken voice of course, we don't use omni or we don't use figure 8. Oh sure, car- cardioid. Yeah, so what's the pattern like in the cardioid? Is it does it border on hypercardioid or is it uh, a broader cardioid? 
Uh, I would say it's it's a broader cardioid. Um, it's not super tight, uh, though it, it would be useful, um, especially uh, something I like about cardioid is the proximity effect. Uh, and this microphone gets a fair amount of proximity effect, um, especially when you're, when you're playing around with the distances uh, of how close it is. So that's uh, something I really like to do when I was testing it on spoken word was getting it in cardioid and getting real close to the microphone and just hearing how my voice sounded. And uh, it was really pleasing to the ear, uh, a lot more so than, than the Omni or um, figure eight patterns sounded to me. Um, of course, it was louder, so I had to <laughs> adjust that so I wouldn't be fooled. But um, yeah, the, the cardioid pattern is probably, it's pretty broad, I would say, but, but not like Omni or anything, you know. Well, people are hearing your voice through the W87. Um, just as a comparison, and I said before, this is not a shootout. That's the, the last thing we're trying to do here. We just want to get some background on the WA87 and how it would fit with the voiceover industry. Just as a comparison, though, the microphone I'm using right now is the Microtech Affel M92.1, which retails in the US for $2,800 from Sweetwater. The preamp I'm using is a 1073 DPA that retails for $2,900 US at Sweetwater. Uh, you're on a WA87. How much does that retail for? So that only retails for uh, five ninety nine, yeah, in American dollars. And uh, yeah, I'm currently going through a Millennia Pre, so it's going to be real clean. Ah, Millennia. I do love Millennia. Very nice. Oh yeah, real nice stuff. So you're really just going to be hearing the the sound of the the microphone. It's it's the Millennia is not really contributing much character on on the voice. Beautiful. Well, we've heard the WA87, and to my ears, it sounds great. And uh, for the money, it's incredible. Oh, sure. So um, hopefully you're not roasting in Texas. We're freezing in Australia. <laughs> of course. Yeah, thank you so much. Pleasure. Well, there you go. That's uh, Antonio from Warm Audio. I'm, I reckon it sounds pretty good. I think it sounds pretty impressive. I'll be uh, I'll be definitely out there doing a bit more research, I think. Well, when you think about uh, what you're going to pay for a, a new U87 mm. or even a vintage U87. Yeah, forget it. Uh, when you're paying 600 bucks mm. for their version, mm. you kind of go... Okay. And I've got to say that, um, because he asked me to give him a plug, uh, Lewis from A-Wave in Melbourne, uh, who sells the uh, Warm Audio product, I actually sent him uh, a message the other day and I said, look, okay, you know, be honest, what do you think? Now, I didn't expect him to say anything negative, but he came back and said, look, forget the price point, take that out of the equation, it's a great microphone. And you've probably scored yourself a new microphone, have you? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I haven't. Is, I, I, I'd really like to have one in here just to to try it out. Yeah, um, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, boys, if you're interested, fling us one. We'll yeah, rate and review. We'll do a box opening because right. that tends to be a box opening. It's a big thing lately, isn't it? Yeah, I'm going to video myself opening a box. It's like what, <laughs> you idiot? Now, speaking of things new, though. Yep. I got an email during the week from an old guest of ours. Remember Robert from Source Connect? Indeed, I do. Spoke to last yep. year. Yeah. Yep. Well, they've got a couple of new products about to hit the market, which I think will be of interest to our listeners. So um, he was shooting an email spouting about that. Oh, cool. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, yeah. the rumor is that he's making a box that goes onto your ISDN box. Mm. Um, so we'll That's find right. out some more about that if we can get hold of Robert over the next week and get him on the show for next week. That can be your job. Thank you very much. <laughs> Oh, yeah. dear. All right. Well, hopefully we'll see you next week with Robert then. Lovely. Have yourself a good one. 
The VO Radio Show is produced in the studios of Voodoo Sound. To polish your next audio production, check us out at voodoo-sound.com. Find professional voices simply all in one place. Realtimecasting.com, including me.